questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Tonight we'll discuss many topics. Among them gang stalking and voice to skull technology. The crime of organized gang stalking is a criminal racketeering psychological operation. Can they subliminally control people? What is silent sound subliminal mind control? I hear their prime target is alternative research, alternative media, commonly called conspiracy theorists. People like you, dear listener, people who disagree with the government, research 9-11, and people who are interested in highly advanced technologies, directed energy weapons, and high frequencies. Once their targets are identified, they assemble a team to focus on them with the intent to isolate them from family and friends and have people turn against them until they are fully isolated. They start hearing voices, freak out, and end up in the psychiatrist and get a false diagnosis of schizophrenia. And that gives the authorities a loophole to remove constitutional rights from that person. Once you are deemed mentally unfit to take care of yourself, the state or federal governments can step in and take care of you. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas. And if you're new to the Veritas family, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, just click on the subscribe button. And don't forget to visit the Veritas store for MMS, hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, and much more. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And at the end of this segment, I'll let you know how to obtain a very important report. So stay with us. And to tell us more from somewhere in Oregon, I would like to welcome Dr. Richard Allen Miller. Hello, Richard, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? I'm good, and thanks. You know, really, I enjoy playing with you. Well, I enjoy playing with Is you, too. Is that the right word? <laughs> and Richard, as I always say, you are a polymath-like person. You try and stay current with numerous ongoing situations in the world. We spoke in the last few days, but usually I have no notes here written down. <laughs> Basically, you sent me a few items for me to check out and one that I did that I wish I had finished the video. And this is what I want to begin with because I get a lot of our listeners who sent me these emails and I'll explain to you folks in a minute what it is about. But Gang stalking and voice to skull. If I, in my 10 years doing this, if I had received one or two messages, I would say, well, maybe these people need some psychiatric help. But I get probably once or twice a week, I get people saying that this is happening to them. And there's a lot of common denominators. So, two pronged question gang stalking and voice to skull. Is this happening now more than before? And what is it? Well, yeah, it's uh, why. Yeah, it's like a, a weapon. And as such, we would be remiss not to explore it. And so, of course, we're doing that. I started the original studies with Alan Frey out of Willow Grove in 1972. Alan Frey discovered that man had another sensory motor input in the 0.3 to 3 gigahertz, your temporal lobes. You, you hit this with microwave band. That's a microwave band frequency. And what it would do is cause the temporal lobes to heat up and begin to ring. And as such, then you could heterodyne uh, audio, you know, normal voice, onto that signal and bypass the ear, go directly into the brain, and you could hear the voice in your head. And then, that was page one. That means we could put a sound anywhere in space that we wanted, including deep space. My first encounter with that was at Broom Lake, uh, level eight, um, when I met Krill and could not understand how this entity could be speaking to me inside my head, how I felt the feminine presence, even though it was asexual, how uh, the amount of information that could be conveyed. Now, that's where we started in the 70s. In the 80s, then they started using microwave band for crowd dispersal. You know, the, the Branch Davidians, 
uh, some of the other uh, situations where they might heat up using microwave band metal in your teeth. Imagine how that's going to play in terms of crowd dispersal. Today, that was and is the first weapon deployed going into any country, including Iraq, Afghanistan, yeah, list all the ordinance. The first ordinance is Commander Solo. This is um, um, what we call mind control. It, uh, in the first Iraqi war, when H.W. Bush went into Iraq, do you remember how there would be like one or two GIs standing over a foxhole uh, with a big pile of weapons as the Iraqi were coming out of the hole and surrendering? That was a single aircraft with 364 computers heterodyned into a supercomputer that could send out what's called voice-to-skull transmission. That's called Commander Solo. Look it up. Oh, I remember now, that. I remember them just coming out of the foxholes with their hands up, just surrendering yeah, by the hundreds. Hey, come on out. The water's fine. Cup of coffee's waiting for you. Yeah. No sense fighting. We don't want to fight. You know. Um, but but, but, but hold on, let, let, let's dissect it step by step because this is really interesting. But go back to 1991 when this happened. Do you think that the voices that we're hearing perhaps was saying in their, you know, in Arabic, Allah wants you to surrender, or was it painful? Which, which one was it? Yes, all of the above. You can make it painful, you can make it subliminal, so you can't even determine whether it, the thought is coming from yourself. Yes. All of the above. So with that kind of technology, well, imagine what else we have now. This is 1990. Exactly. This is 1990. No, it was probably no, no, devised no, no, in the no, 70s. 19, or, no, no. 1972. There you go. Used in the 1990s. Was it used anywhere else? Everywhere. It is a, okay, today, let's do a little walkabout on beta testing. All the prisons used to be an epidemic on opiates in the various prison cells. And what they did is they began a beta test in the various prisons using uh, antipsychotics over opiates and, you know, testing to see how antipsychotics worked. Zoloprene, you know, all these weird things that um, are now common prescription in everybody. Page one. Then they coupled that by giving it to school children. And one in five children was determined to be on. This was a beta test. This is where they tested to determine whether or not a child could be controlled because of being on an antipsychotic. It was one in five was unstable, like the Batman movie where there's always a second shooter with scopolamine. And what you do is you get this kid on an antipsychotic, and there's a 20% chance he's going to be extremely unstable. That's the one we'll use. And then you go in, put voices in his head. They all hear voices, all of them. Parkland, every single place, talks when the news report first shows up and law enforcement begins to set up a perimeter in every single case. There is, oh, yeah, I heard shooting in another part down there, too. There were several shots being fired. And once CNN, Fox, or some of the others get in there, they have a couple of hours to change the spin and focus on things so that people don't notice that. But in all cases, the kid hears voices in his head, and there's a second shooter. That's a beta test, prepping up for where we're going with 5G technology. Now, uh, here's the way Merlin put it. Anything not specifically forbidden is mandatory. If it's possible, you can count on it. And so what's 5G? Well, 5G is moving from 4G, 3G, 2G technologies that have dosimetry, LD50 ratios on the body. And that means they are essentially bringing high-end radiation that is normally screened by our atmosphere down to the surface of the Earth as a way of communication. It's you know, charging on demand. That's craziness. That technology is far worse than nuclear energy was in the, 70s, in the 40s. And this new technology, using voice to skull, 
and you've got one in five people uh, that are unstable, imagine what a smart meter could do on every home in America that can do DNA-specific and targeting one person out of ten in your household. How many people are in your neighborhood on an antipsychotic right now? And by the way, what you just said, one in five children, I just saw the news again this week. That means, folks, 20% of our children are under some kind of psychotropic drug. And as you said, that's 20% well, of it's the— craziness. Yeah. It's craziness. It's craziness. And it is developing a weapon that can not require—your army is um, an army of zombie psychotics that are on antipsychotic drugs. And uh, if you've got— uh, ten of them out there in their neighborhood, at least two of them can be law enforcement where we can have a handler directing them, like with scopolamine and voices in their head. Let, let's stay with scopolamine what, for a second. Let's stick with scopolamine. Do you think that a lot of these massive shootings, you know, we've seen in the past decade, that some of these children, because they're almost like children, yeah, they're very young. Yes, yes, that's a beta testing. That's Is it a beta they test? Are they used. using scopolamine and using voice to skull technology in order to perpetrate these crimes? Here's the bad news. The gang stalking says that you're never going to know what actually happened. Boo. And that's how it works. Plausible deniability. Well, you know, what happened in, in Las Vegas? You know, there was a gun running operation that went sideways. A group said, hey, we have a window of opportunity. Let's add our own agenda onto it. And then you say, what actually happened in Las Vegas? And the correct answer is yes, all of it. So, so what you're saying, you think that it was a, a gun-running operation. They realized, they, yeah. they realized that they could change the scenario into something more profitable for them, yeah, for, and that's yeah, why they changed agendas. it? Yeah, right. Like the Democratic Party is doing right now, trying to impeach Trump. Right. Meanwhile, we've got, I don't know, <laughs> you look at the conspiracy things that are going on, and you have to say to yourself, how much of this is true? And the correct answer is yes, because imagination is reality. And when you're going in and out of all of these different altered states, and you have gone, just you, listening to me right now, probably 10 of them, different imaginations where you go off with your idea in your mind's eye, that's an altered state. And when you go into that altered state, the rules of the universe change. Now, that's why I'm interested in talking about magic. There it is. That's what it's all about. And the 5G technology is an early warning of the double edge of any technology that we develop. And Paradise, what happened there, literally, those blue lights, oh yeah, a laser beam weapon from space, no. It was, and I can tell you, because I have a satellite that has infrared on it, I was able to watch it. The blue light is when a smart meter went ballistic and set off the next one with a stream of microwave beam going from one uh, charred meter to the next, and your 1,000 people missing are most likely going to be still missing. They're going to probably find out that they got killed in their sleep. But, Richard, uh, how, can, how can, and I hate to interject like this, but how can the smart meters incinerate people to the point that their teeth melt? That's the high band frequencies of heat high enough that it can slag glass. It's not a plasma, but it's right in there. That's why you saw the way the, the houses are burnt to the ground and the trees next to them uh, remained intact because the temperature was so quick and so hot as to just vaporize the house. Boom, went down just like that. Wasn't any warning. And I think you're going to find more than a thousand of the people. See how we got, we covered everything in one question. <laughs> <laughs> what about the people that were in lines in cars leaving? No smart meters there, but they were incinerated too. How did that happen? That, that you can see the pictures in paradise. I'm in Grants Pass, just north of it. And, you know, refugees are up here trying to find a place to stay. Uh, they are not allowing them to rebuild. And my guess is they're going to give California to China. And that's going to happen in the next two years. You just watch Moonbeam, you know, the new governor, the governor, uh, what and the politics and the uh, border watches and moves that they're doing. Um, 
And we have a national debt with China. China owns 50% of Grants Pass, Oregon. And I'm not talking about Harbor Freight and Walmart. I own the timber. They own the property. They Federal land. The, you know, it goes downhill from there. Federal and land, national I, parks. Is that what you're saying that they, they're owning? They're what? Federal land, national parks as collateral. Do they have that as collateral? Can the federal yeah. government put that as collateral for the debt? They're going to have to make some kind of an agreement. And California is getting ready to be severed from the United States. That's my guess. That's one of the reasons why, and PG&E, you know, came out saying no contest. And actually, they've now indicted a bunch of high-end management for murder. It um, is happening around us. It's slower than you want to notice. And so you don't notice tremendous encrosion. But with me and the way I see things, I just step back and I won't hit. There it is. You can't miss it. And the gang stalking that you'd like to talk about, this concept is, uh, I'm going to move things out of the way, is uh, it, it's an umbrella term that was originally developed for going after drug addicts in New York City, like, uh, 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 what is that, Blue Bloods series on, on Netflix. Um the the way they tried to do it, you couldn't go after them on race and things like that in specific neighborhoods where you uh, had religious preferences and bigotry. And so they invented this protocols on how to basically it's a way of making you uncertain. Let me read exactly the way this says it so that it says it's an umbrella term describing a series of techniques utilized by a group to instill mental destabilization within a victim with the intent to discredit, sabotage, harass, extort, and even drive victim to suicide. Now, Travis Stock aside, I will send you a paper called Synthetic Telepathy in the Early Mind Wars. I don't know if you have that. It's a large paper, 40 pages, so with timelines on when mind control variations developed certain things like squid and other kinds of Russian techniques using tapping noises. But really, synthetic telepathy in itself, which the skull, is the ability to communicate anywhere and drop a voice anywhere you want, including outer space, which does not need audio. Um, it's used with drugs and bandwidth frequencies as a end game weapon. And if they put smart meters on every single, then what happened in paradise was so abrupt that now there's a huge movement here on the West coast of, uh, banning those city by city. Katati was one in California that there absolutely nothing in that county and Curry County up here in, in Oregon now has a similar law. And I believe that within the next two years, smart meters and the 5g technology will be outlawed in portions of the United States. Richard, I'm told Independent that, uh, I'm, told that I'm told that FEMA is there. They have campsites in, in, in paradise. They yeah. also have, police that's non-local. They brought it from somewhere else. And supposedly one of the reasons why they're not allowing people to, to, to rebuild it, just like what happened in Santa Rosa, they said, oh, we found some native artifacts. And that by law does not allow people to rebuild it. In this case, it's because the, the expenses or, or the costs would be much higher. Insurance companies do not have the money and PG&E will file bankruptcy, number one. But allegedly they found with ground penetrating radar they found vast reserves of gold in that area have you heard that i who knows what's real do you understand what i'm trying to say when the good reverend jackson says is that fence over there is that white or black the correct response is yes because you are not god and cannot see the other side of the fence you only have one vision on the fence and you make an assumption that the other side is the same as the color as what you're seeing, that may not be true. And in fact, 
It's not true. And that's the essence of gang stalking, where you will never know what's really true. There's only one place for that answer, and that's your gut. It's not out there. It's inside. What does your gut say? Because some people say it's the railway for the speed well, train. everybody's gut's different. That's the length, girth, and width of what makes most of man. What does your gut Which say? Means, well, it would suggest that there are as many religions as there are human beings on earth, and that the reason you go to religion is for fellowship, to reinforce your value or belief system. And bottom line is, the same thing is true with science. I don't know of any law in physics, and I've got two different doctorates in physics. I don't know of any law in physics that lasts longer than 20 years. Now, going further with that thought for a moment, um, you start with your basics, with assumed truths and definitions, just like you did in grade school. And, you know, used to be the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. But today, that's no longer true. And as such, space is curved. I can, with certain mathematics, prove the Earth's flat. Now, is it flat or round? Yes. And that's because what we perceive is limited. And so science and religion, you know, the one side of your brain and the other is like an hourglass. And it's a closed system that is limited to your worldviews. And that's why a Buddhist can be a Christian and a Christian cannot be a Buddhist. Private. I try to do that in a manner that they're going to have to listen to me three or four times to get everything <laughs> I'm saying. Sorry about that. I'll behave myself. That's all right. That's right. <laughs> well, I want to be like an Alan Watts, you know, where you go, huh? You know, and I got to listen to that again. Well, I did time. say, uh, but I muted myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm gums also because, when, you know, imagine me saying it and knowing the truth of it. I know I don't know. And the bad news is even as high up in the secrecy and uh, military and all the rest of it, you know, I know I don't know. And it's today so convoluted. Let's try Antarctica. I've been to Antarctica. I saw the Nazi base. There were 19 slips. They're all in disrepair. Looked like a nuclear weapon hit them or something. And then over there, there's a Viking base from the 14th century. Where's that in our tech history books? Is that New Schwabenland? Well, I have no idea what it is. How about the island of Thule? That's an interesting place going into it. The Thule Society? Hey, I love it when I get you excited like that. Did you say the Thule Society? The, the, the Thule the oh, Well, no, I said the Isle of Thule, which sponsored the Thule Society. Next, we're going to have uh, Demon Seed and uh, the little red one, you know, uh, Cloudwalker, just like in the comic books. Because, and this is important, Hollywood, if she could. You know... We have been so brainwashed, uh, you know, like, you know, you watch a, re a replicator on Star Trek, and then we have a 3D printer. You have a gigantic uh, Prometheus with alien races that are giants that the American Indian called cannibals. And uh, guess what? We have the, the Nephilim. And uh, I'm going to say there's more going on here then we have any idea, and the media that's owned by specific individuals with agendas, uh, it's out of control. Even this kid that stood in front of an American Indian, and they sat face to face, and the spin went all over the place. It's the craziness of Democrats and Republican Party. I don't even know what that means anymore. And by the way, the Native American wasn't even in Vietnam. I know. Isn't it weird uh, how by the end of the day, the new information comes out and Sandy Hook was actually closed? You know, how's that work? I don't know. But I can tell you that nothing that we're being told is real. And that if you want to find truth, that's inside yourself. And it's different for each of us.
Let me ask you this, Richard, because usually we air our interviews a few weeks after, but because a lot of the information that you and I discuss, usually it's timely. I, you know, I want to air this as soon as possible. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But a few weeks ago, after our mutual friend Matt Stein passed away, you and I were having a conversation and you suggested I watched the new series. uh, What's the name? Uh, What's the name? Gosh. Uh, well, no, wait a no, no. I told you, Jericho, designated survivor. Oh, designated survivor. Isn't that a cool Right. One? And you know what's happening right now where Pelosi right, exactly is saying. Now. Yeah, that's no. what I'm trying to tell you. They're prepping us. And that's how they do it. And by the how way, folks, travelers? By, by the way, folks, let me just. Let's de- try person of interest. Let me f- define for those who, because. Uh, I went to a gathering the other day and I told people I was watching that series and they didn't even know, even know the term designated survivor. A lot of them didn't know them there. And these are professional people. So folks, the United States, a designated survivor or designated successor is an individual in the presidential line of succession, usually a member of the United States cabinet who is arranged to be at a physical distant secure an undisclosed location when the president, the vice president, and the other officials in the line of succession are gathered at a single location, such as a, during the State of the Union address. Yeah, in other and, words, he's so far down on the totem pole, nobody cares about it. Exactly. But what's, what's going to yeah. happen in just a few days? Exactly. And watch how Pelosi and, and Trump play these cards. It's a dirty pool. It is. It's not right on either part. And it has nothing to do with Republicans or Democrats. It has to do with globalists and nationalists. And just FYI, even though Putin is the third richest man in the world, and he's uh, a criminal, KGB, imagine that, he's also done more for Mother Russia than any leader in their history. So are you being sarcastic when you you, you speak negatively? Well, he's a criminal, and yet he's a nationalist. He cares about Russia. Right. Right. Well, that's what Trump is. Trump's a criminal. He's a buffoon. His ability in speaking and articulating. You know, our presidency is supposed to be our most morally correct and scholarly. What has happened to the United States of America? We've been hijacked. And it's an embarrassment. But would you rather have somebody who tells tells you lies that you believe or somebody who tells you the truth in a an abrasive way? I wouldn't have seen it if I hadn't believed it. Belief systems are tools in a toolbox and are completely arbitrary. If you had been born in Pakistan, you would not be a Christian. True. That's that. And so with that said, a wound, which is mostly what everybody's coming from, Damaged goods. That's what we all are, right? Wounds. Wounded. And it creates our behavior. That's what an AI can track. And right now, they are deploying third-generation D-waves in Chicago to literally, in certain boroughs, to predict the crime 28 minutes before it occurs. But It's not doing a good job, though. A computer cannot go to purpose. Because you're transparent. When you, how did Crowley put it? When you're doing your true will, none shall say nay. That's what being a man on fire means. That whole concept of inflamement, where you're in the grove, four by four, doing flow, purpose for being here. And the distinction between intent and purpose is a very fine line. It's the one where an AI can and cannot go. Before we go with AI, because I want to discuss AI, would you say something interesting, and I've been saying it for the past few weeks, there is a war out there, and the war is not between Republican and Democrat. It's between globalists and nationalists. And I have to say, t- say this too, folks, and I want to get your reaction, Richard. In the past few years, I've said the modern, you know, it seems that the modern-day Bolsheviks are the ones taking over the United States, just like they did in Russia at the same time last century. The difference is that they now have the magic purse, mean the Fed, the media, entertainment, <laughs> publishing, and almost every branch of the government. We've, we've heard the expression drain the swamp, Richard, but does the swamp have a drainer? Well, the Clinton Foundation last week was found guilty of money laundering. 
Now you tell me who the Clintons are and look for before, before them and Obama and what happened. And then the unexpected Trump election. So, you know, we're never going to know. These mind games that they're playing on the public. Oh, look, children, over here. And everybody looks over here. Oh, they're beheading people. Oh, children, look, over there. And the media leaps from one thing to the next. And the person I miss is Charles Corralt, being on the road where he did warm and fuzzy. The media is about sales and control, and it's like Dorito corn chips. Oh, don't worry. We'll make more. But if that's the case, well, if that's if that's the case, I know I don't know, man. (laughs) But if that's the case, and there's no drainer, and what you see in the news is basically a destruction, what is really happening? What is is really happening behind the scenes, Richard? And it gets worse because, from my worldview, we've been invaded by something. Now you tell me what that is. Are you talking about the archons? Is that an alien? Yeah, what, what are you referring to? The Archons? <laughs> you mean, uh, pick a color. I don't know. Uh, it could be black goo. You know, nanites, self-organizing. That's the definition of life. I can tell you that something else is going on and that time space aren't real. I can prove that with physics. Now, if I can do that, what does this all mean? Because all we're talking about is time and space. And if they're illusions, as Kostaneda, others, would have, you know, the tonal and the nagual. The nagual was reality. Reality is that which cannot be known. You can experience it like God. You can't know it. Now, that's, uh, oh, by the way, the answer is 47 for the answer to the universe. And uh, <laughs> a little hitchhiker's guide here. I'm trying to show that the way we have structured our way of being uh, is in a no-win situation in terms of things like gang stalking. And what the truth is, it's different for each of us. That's why we were God's favorite in the first place. We had choice. I can tell you, I don't know. I, I, you know, there aren't, I remember a time when drug dealers were on the streets with a little drug, you know, a little sign saying drugstore and you could go up to them and get whatever you wanted. Alice's restaurant today, that's different. And you don't know. Now you go to the doctor. What's that? Now you go to the doctor for your drugs. Yeah. There's all kinds of things going on out there. Sugar. Uh, you know, who knows? That's a drug. Uh, so is, you know, lithium, which is being deployed in the atmosphere. You know, that's uh, the Navy did two years ago, two uh, Thanksgivings ago. They deployed lithium in Reedsport to see if they could lock down a small city. But why Why lithium? Why in aerosol? Why not in the water supply, for example? And I heard they wanted to do that in Seattle to prevent or to to mitigate the suicide problem. Well, um, through all manners and means, nanoparticle falls through the roof, falls through your skin, falls through anything, and you don't have to drink water. Nanites are 10 to the minus. uh, I mean, you know, we're talking about a particle that would fall through a cell wall uh, like a, a small comet would go through our solar system. You know, we're talking one, something smaller than 1.4 nanometers, the molecule the structure of water. That's water molecule is 1.4 nanometers. And now using buckyballs and fullerene structuring, uh, we have weapons that have a precision of 1.4 nanometers in explosiveness. This is a controlled thermonuclear fusion bomb. And that existed at 9-11, and that's now being deployed everywhere. And the cool part about it, no forensics, weapons. And the smart meter is an endgame weapon. Once they get that on every house in America, we're toast, literally. What about these... I keep getting videos every couple of days, not New York only, 
you see the blue blue lights, and they say they were transformers, but people from Mexico, from Louisiana, from California, a lot of them are sending me these videos showing the blue lights, the, 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 the electric grid or the cables just behaving in a very strange way, and the lights go out temporarily, and then they come back. What is really going on? Well, the one in paradise is where they went uh, ballistic and unstable. They became un unstable, and one smart meter exploded and sent its signal off to be monitored, only it set off another smart meter. And the next thing you know, you had a whole community that got fried with more than 1,000 people still missing, probably turned into charcoal, literally. But I'm trying Now, to understand it. Going with I'm, I'm trying to understand how a smart meter could cause this reaction. Is the, it what's the stableness it? of the of the bandwidth frequency that it's transmitting on? Okay. You send a, a carrier wave on it and it spikes. And what happens next if you're using the right circuit, you have amplification of the signal and the smart meter explodes. And nothing around up. it. No no toilets made of porcelain, no granite, no teeth, nothing to be found. I know. It's a, something very serious is going on here. So if they deploy this on a nationwide basis, which is the, that is what they want to do, are you saying that we're going to be enclosed in a 5G grid, and if there's a town, and by the way, this is what I've heard too, that the town of Paradise was mostly Republican. <laughs> I don't know about that part. I don't know. Yeah, let's go get him. I don't, I, you know, uh, that's another distraction probably. I think the focus should be mostly on not politics, but how unstable a smart meter actually is. Like, I remember a time when they banned detonations of nuclear warheads in the atmosphere for fear it was going to set up a firestorm. That's what happened in the paradise. It was a firestorm. But the reason we're told smart meters exist, correct me if I'm wrong, Richard, but in the past, I remember when these utility workers would come once a month with a little notepad and write the before and after of your meters, gas, electric, water, and so on. And what they want to do is put something there that they can remote wirelessly so they don't have to have people deployed and save money and so on. And I get that. But why can't they have a very simple piece of technology that measures the voltage usage, water usage, and so on, and they have to have this other, more negative piece of technology that could cause what happened in paradise? It's a frequency band and about money. And the fact that now it is, it's no longer high, high density, it's, uh, uh, what's the new term that they use for videos now? It's um, like v, v, uh, beta, beta uh, went Betamax. to CD-ROM, CD-ROM now has gone to little sticks. Each couple of years, the way we store data, the way we move data, the way we uh, manipulate data changes like Mopar. It's a rotating field like Windows 7 going to Windows 10, and now my Google, uh, Skype, excuse me, my Skype no longer works with Windows 7 even though it worked last week. Marketing, it's all, <laughs> and they get you to focus on the wrong things. And you don't see the sleight of hand, it's a laser man. This hand is out here doing a bunch of jig, while the other hand is hairy in your pocket. Let me ask you about Amazon. Just the thought came to mind when you said technology and storage. <laughs> I hate Amazon, yes. <laughs> and it's <the> storage, <laughs> because I'm thinking of Seattle. I'm thinking of... Of that ah. town. Let me, let, actually, you know what? This is the beauty of, of speaking with Dr. Ram, that I can just stop and go with something else. I'm thinking of the homeless population in, in Portland, the homeless population in Seattle. It seems very peculiar over there. There's a, a huge population, and it makes you wonder if they want to attract the homeless there for a reason. They behave differently, I'm, I'm told, than other populations in the United States of homeless. Are they using the homeless in that part of the world 
for nefarious study? reasons. Yeah, you yes. watched the video. Yeah, that's what they're doing. That is exactly what they're doing. I remember growing up in Seattle when Boeing was the primary company. And what we had there was uh, shifts so that we didn't have rush. We had rush hour traffic that started at 1 o'clock. You had a 1 o'clock, 1.30, 1, 2 o'clock, 2.30 shifts were different shifts that Boeing let off. So there was a thing. And the driving up in Seattle was courteous. We used to look down on Oregonians like Oregonians look down on Californians. <laughs> and the way they drive as me first. And uh, up in Seattle, everything was very mellow. Seattle was a cool place to grow up. When I left in the 70s, Royer uh, took over after Rosalini and became a governor and um, brought in the homeless. Because at one point, Seattle was Skid Row. We had um, this place that in 1902, Seattle had an earthquake and it buried the city. And as a kid in the 50s, we would climb down manhole covers and find antique stores, other kinds of things that were furniture stores back then where you could get furniture that was made, oh, I don't know, in uh, uh, 1859 or something. I have a rocking chair that I brought up. And uh, later they closed all of that off down in Pioneer Square, and it became the Seattle Underground Tours that they do. And Skid Row was where all the Indians used to go because of the bars. And the Indians had a problem with alcohol. What happened next is the Indians brought back their medicine. Medicine are their songs and dances, their legend, their history. And it gave the Indian uh, a, 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 a leg up of having some historical reference point to who he was to be distinguished differently like a Salish was from someone that came up from California. And I watched it change. And today, they used to pay people to go to Seattle because, you know, Billings, Montana was inequipped in in to handle the homeless traveling through during the summer months. In the winter, uh, there wasn't as much traffic on the roads because of the hard weather except for Seattle, which had the Japanese currents, and it's always kind of pretty much mellow all along the Washington coast. Um, I no longer recognize Seattle. And with the influx, of it's grown four times what it was when I was a boy. Uh, Where I live is changing. And with it, the values of people bringing in outside. I live in a more rural environment here, and as such, property values are cheaper. That means older people like to move up here because they get more for their buck, just like Mexico. Except that Mexico doesn't work anymore because we've got a bunch of bandits and outlaws running around as warlords. And so uh, it's going to go downhill from there. I, um, Matt Stein and I, we're doing urban survival skill workshops to try to prep you on what is about to happen. You can count on a grid down. I don't know about pandemics. Uh, measles seems to be an outbreak here in Oregon right this moment. Uh, there is going to be uh, influx of creepy people that are not immigrants or something else. Uh, you know, drug running, that's what the wall was about. You know, it's not. It's about all the drugs being brought into uh, from from Mexico, Mexican cartel. Uh, it's awful. It's uh, and today you don't know who your enemy is. But going back to what you just said w- w- regarding the what I said about the modern day Bolsheviks, because I think they are the yeah. ones that want to take over and make this a socialist country, and that will be the end of it. Globalism will finally take over. When I see these caravans, the new caravans that are approaching. And Mexicans letting them in because they have a new constitution that was just recently rewritten, which in essence, they are now a puppet of the United Nations. So imagine that. It, it, why, what is the purpose that they want to bring all these people here to make our, our taxpayers even pay more, reduce the... Have you been, have you been recently to Mexico? Yes, I do. I go all the time. Okay. So I was down in Puebla doing a large conference 
and I'm in a gated community. If that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a caste system with have and have not. There's going to be an upper elite and the poor. Where? No gonna, Where? Okay, that's, that is uh, the way I used to do it when I was a kid. Because that's how I it is in Mexico, by Mexican, the way. What's that? That's how it is in Mexico. There's the poor and the rich. Yeah. I used to say that the hardest working people in the world were Mexican. They were the parents that they were my parent age. I agree. My age, I'm 75 now. My age was starting to be a little slipshod in the values. And the younger generations, plural, became like Aztec. And it's a caricatureism of what's actually happening with value systems interspersed. And that's what we're really talking about, our values. What's important, what is not important. And to realize that those are arbitrary and supposed to be used as tools, a blessing. A wound is what distinguishes you differently than me. That's, uh, uh, you know, the girl I lost, the little girl that died in my arms of leukemia has affected me in a certain way that I can't even express to anyone that has not gone through that. And uh, so these wounds are the way an AI can predict how you're going to, what you're going to do at the end of the day, how it all plays out. The thing is, intent is not why you're here. Intent is what actually happens because of the way you respond to a wound. But if you can take a wound, and let me give you an example. If I got angry, real angry, that would be a perfect moment for me to wash a floor in my kitchen. That's how you use wounds as assets or blessings from God that distinguish you differently than me. And that's the construct of how to containerize that. That's the name of the demon. You know, Rumpelstiltskin, what's my name? Once you had the name of the demon, you had contain, had containerized it. Now you have control and can use it as a tool. And let me tell you, that is now literally the new direction in physics. Magic is the art of changing consciousness at will. That You know, I've watched paranormal things. I did all the paranormal studies on the West Coast. I actually saw a woman rip a car door off, literally, to save her daughter. Just, just, just didn't even hesitate. It just happened. How's that possible? The adrenaline did not make her bone stronger than steel. So how did that work? So physicist, you know, I have now discovered that all these different altered states are altered universes where the laws are different. And if you can containerize those things, going from one to another, that's the next stage in the evolution of man. What you just said a few weeks ago, I saw these images of skeletons that were dated thousands of years. And they were trying to get DNA, but of course it, there's no skin and it's very difficult. But they were trying to see how thick the bones were. And they were much, much thicker than us, and they were guesstimating that these people had lived hundreds of years. What Which changed? study was that? Where did, where did you find those? I have, to, that I have to send it to you. I don't have it right here I, in I'd front like of me. That. Yeah, research but, that. But I'd like to know. I've heard this. I don't know. Yeah. Why? Obviously, if, we, if we're going to be, if we are made to live hundreds of years, I would assume that our bones would have to be stronger than they are now. And if so, well, they're just now discovering we've got blood vessels inside our bone. That's just last couple of days. I mean, you know, right. we are ever present in our discovery. The thing is, I think we're going to find it doesn't work like that. Because the way Castaneda put it in his books, the Nagual was the unspeakable and Tonal was knowledge. It was illusion. And what we're going to find, there's only one place in the tree of life. I'm a hermetic Kabbalist. That's what I did when I came out of grad school. I went deeply into the occult. I taught it like for 11 years at Harvard, graduate level. I basically was attempting to armor up for creepy lodges like Skull and Bones and uh, Bohemian Grove. I 
I'm a I'm a nerd. I'm not a politician. I don't get politics. I you know I'm I'm a nerd, and from that point of view, I'm a real good one. You know, but as such, I'm like an innocent. I, you know, I don't have a clue, uh, and I had to armor up like I did when I was in high school. When I was in high school, I went to Missouri Synod Catechism just to protect myself from all the churches that were trolling high school kids to become missionaries. It was terrible. And uh, when I say trolling, I mean, that's what they do. And uh, I had the minister, I have the picture of it. They had me in a corner trying to do me on guilt. And the only thing that saved me was my knowledge of old Hebrew and Greek. I did my own translations. I could come right straight back at them, defend myself. Now, I believe in God. Uh, my parents did not. I'm different than my parents. And, uh, but... What made you? What made you believe in God? Grow up in a household that was atheist. Yeah, that's a choice. You don't know. So you just assume. Chaos into order. Um, I have my own rationales of why I arbitrarily chose. I know that I don't know. I'm going to guess it's a pantheon, a bunch of gods. How did Bob Dylan put it? Everybody's got to serve somebody. <laughs> well, that's yeah. what the Egyptians said. They were, they, they were, all of a sudden, things changed to monotheism once a pharaoh came along and said, that's it, no more polytheism. Well... I remember when matriarchal societies existed and the uh, Temple of Isis and things of that nature, and there were no wars. It was when it became patriarchal that we started having aggression and expansion. Are you, are you saying that if we have had Hillary Clinton, all of a sudden <laughs> peace in the world would ensue? I doubt it. Well, I'm not sure she's human, so stay tuned on that sex part. That, But, uh, you know, I know that Obama's... Um, I have just read an article that the doctor that saw uh, Melissa, what's her name, Obama? Obama's wife? Michelle, Elwood, Michael, not, whatever yeah, you want to call her. Not a, she's not a sex change. She's a man with breast implants. <laughs> See, I've heard these stories, and I've heard the pic, I've seen the picture where she's holding the equipment and all that stuff. I know. At I know, the same I time, I don't have proof. See, look at the bulge down there, and, and the hoop-de-doo over there, and the glance here, and the a secret note there. I, you know, the whole thing is a dog and pony show, and I know that I don't know, and in many cases, I don't care. Well, I just don't know that much about the Obama, of the Obamas. I mean, you've seen, as much as I didn't like the Bushes either, or the Clintons, you see images of them when they were young, but you hardly see any... I mean, Obama, you saw him maybe with a Pakistani guy that was his boyfriend, had been told, and Michelle, you see her here and there, but nothing relevant. No no records no, from yeah, Colombia. That's, uh, that's the so-called secret tribunals that right. they've been... Yeah, but who knows? What I do know is that when uh, uh, Saturday Night Live and uh, who is the one that played in uh, uh, played H.W. Bush, uh, John Bellucci, <laughs> Toga, 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 and now in the movie, what was that called? Uh, 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 that just came out. Vice. With, uh, uh, where hot dang, you know, let's go for it. You know, showing George Bush and, and uh, vice. I, I can. Yeah. That uh, a, a vice. <laughs> yeah. Vice president. Yeah, there he is. I think uh, I think the whole thing is a roadshow. I basically uh, have. Tried by the way, by the way, my... one of our friends, Camille Harmon, Jeff Harmon's wife, she is in that movie uh, playing Mary Metlin. So. I'm going to be commenting about the movie soon. Anyway, uh, that's an excellent ahead. movie, by the way. I was in, I, I was engrossed in it. It it surprised me. Um, I have always liked Batman playing, you know, other parts. Man, right. I think of him as Batman. He's the one I like when he says, you know, it isn't who you are, but what you do that defines who you are. You know, I got to tell you, uh, Batman comics, there is no blood, whereas the Punisher. There's blood and guts and gore everywhere. Well, that's now, what they're doing now with the superheroes. They're making it 
blood and guts everywhere almost i know it's a different comic book than what i collected when i was a boy yeah i've got dr strange warlock son of satan and none of them had a body count you know batman went out of his way <laughs> to not kill somebody what what okay. even kato and the green hornet get a grip man <laughs> Bruce Lee, why are they desensitizing the population and now the children with all these, the blood and gore that we see now? And, and also the explicit, this, the sex, the porn, that is to me what is killing this world. The morality is gone. Silence from you, Richard? Did you get cut off all of a sudden? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay, I, I lost you. I lost you. You muted yourself. Sorry. I did. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, what I, you know, what I'm watching is, uh, what would we, how did that happen? Oh, your sound? Yeah. How did it get muted? Uh, you tell me. Yeah. I, I didn't do it. in the machine, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm, that's gang stalking. When you start to look at shadows, that's where they've got you. That's where the sickness lies. Not knowing what's really true and the media is all part of it that's what gang stalking is about where you know you don't really know and there is a high likelihood you're never going to be given full disclosure full disclosure is the only way you have free will you don't have full disclosure so you no longer have free will especially by when, definition when you have a government that's sponsored by us the taxpayer and they use these te the technologies that you're referring to against us, then you know something's really wrong. But we have to take our one and only intermission. And before you give us your coordinates, let me just read this. Something I posted on Facebook a few days ago, because well, let me just read it. Powerful information forwarded by one of our listeners. And he said, quote, an entire generation, maybe multiple generations lost. The reason Social Security in America is going to run out of money isn't because there are too many people getting paid. It's going to be b go bankrupt because the quality of people emerging in America aren't, capa aren't capable of supporting the system. If this trend continues, and I see no way for the trend to reverse outside of a miracle, the world is going to become a wreck. Just as the barbarian hordes took down a sick, selfish, entitled Roman Empire that weakened itself from within by corruption, the modern barbarians will effectively wreak the same havoc on our modern society. These will be the destroyers of nations, unquote. What is your opinion on this, Richard, before you give us your coordinates? I'm, uh, who wrote that? That's pretty interesting. That's oh, a nice quote. See, this is why I love our listeners. They're smarter than I am, and I love how eloquent they are in most instances. You know, that's one of the reasons I used to teach. I actually got more from my students than I gave to them. Absolutely. Are you in agreement with that statement or are you against it? No, I believe that that's all extremely well stated. And this is an area of concern because yeah. underneath that paragraph on my Facebook, you can see a video of a teacher, a retired teacher from New Jersey who explains he can only speak out now after he retired because otherwise he would have lost his pension and his job. But he explains what he sees happening. And a lot of schools are just lying, and even kids that are absent more than it's required, they lie so that they can pass the grade. And in my opinion, the intellect, and I saw this report, that the average IQ in the United States now is 98. Did you, did you know that? Well, well, I know that in Josephine County here in Oregon, we have a 73% graduation class. That is unacceptable. How do you compare it to the nation? We are way down. The nation is like 100%. We're at 73%. You know, how many people gra did not graduate when you went to high school? Everyone did. Huh? Everyone, everyone did. Every, in my school, yeah. everyone did. In my grade, everyone did. Yeah, why? Different expectations. They, um, when I was in second grade... Uh, I'm a little older than you. When I was in second grade, they required me to study Latin. Sum est est. Sum est est sunt. I'll tell you, 
the requirements today for graduation are embarrassing. And the only reason we excelled in graduate level schools was because of the toys. That's why foreign countries come here for graduate school. We have better toys in our research at universities. But primary, secondary school education, we're not even sixth in the in the world now. I think, and we're going to discuss this part too, I think this is orchestrated because I really want to, to do, obviously, the Silicon Valley, all these, what do you call it, H-1B visas are given to mostly foreigners to come here to study or, you know, do their PhDs, but most of them are leaving. They're going back, so we spend all this money to bring them here, educate them. They use the, the resources to go and do it in China, do it in India. And anyway, what are your coordinates? How can people learn more about your work, your books, your websites, and so on? Activities that you have coming up, Richard? Um, RichardAllenMiller.com. I'm a starving artist. I have a lot of different books that I've written, and I've been writing for a long, long time. And so today I have a nine-volume encyclopedia on alternative agriculture. How's that? With all the courses I'm teaching in metaphysics, then we go into the concepts of magic and the new directions in, in, uh, in physics. One of my titles right now is called The Magical and Ritual Use of Metaphor, Archetypal Gods in Daily Living. You're either complex or possessed. If you have more than one story going on, each one of those stories has an ending. Is that how you want to end up? You know, Psyche at the Well of Souls, Persephone having to go back into the underworld each year. If you can identify the story of your different storyboards going on inside you, your complex, now you can change the movie with pathworking. This is what I believe to be the new direction in, in, in the sciences, including psychology, where imaginal psychology merges with physics and creates a new system where I'm going to be your real Dr. Strange. And your website, Richard? RichardAllenMiller.com, A-L-A-N. And folks, you never know what you're going to get when Dr. Richard L. Miller comes along to Veritas. So part two, more doors more Pandora's boxes. And if you made it this far, on our website, on this episode's page, as promised, I've included a very important report that deals with stalking. And here's an excerpt. It is estimated that nearly one in 12 women and one in 45 men are stalked at least once in their lifetime. Increasing awareness about the impact of stalking has caused legislatures around the country to pass a multitude of anti-stalking laws since the first state law passed in California in 1990. However, while enacting legislation is a critical step, laws alone accomplish little without clear anti-stalking policies and effective enforcement on the ground. Yet, most law enforcement agencies across the country have not adopted distinct protocols and procedures for intervention in stalking cases. It is therefore not surprising that nearly 20% of the stalking victims say that police departments did absolutely nothing in response to their complaints. So go to the link and download it and support Veritas. This is Mel Fabregas and you are listening to Veritas. I'll see you in the member section. Thank you for listening to the first part of this very important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the members section or subscribe at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for MMS, hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, and other great products. Thank you.